An announcement made by the province yesterday. They're bringing in some changes to where ambulances can bring people in Alberta. Uh, starting with 10 locations this year, some people needing care uh, will be taken to locations other than hospital emergency rooms. That includes things like care centres and hospices. This is Health Minister Tyler Shandro. A given patient may need an ambulance, but doesn't always need to go to a hospital emergency department. Sometimes the right care for that patient is available at another health facility, one that's closer, and uh, that can see the patient more quickly. And that's why I'm pleased to announce that Albertans can now be transported by paramedics to another healthcare location when a hospital emergency department is not the level of care that they need. It will also mean fewer delays for paramedics, so EMS can make better use of its resources, and diverting some patients from emergency departments means a bit less burden on those emergency departments. But to be clear, this isn't about cutting visits to emergency or saving money for EMS. It's about getting every patient to the right care, and that's the the one and only goal for EMS always. So there's the announcement from the provincial government yesterday, making things uh, a little bit different. The way it's going to roll out um, nine health centres in smaller locations. One is a Calgary health centre. Uh, the tent is phase one. It's a new uh, a hospice and medicine hat. So um, changing things a little bit uh, there. Um, not everybody seems to think it's a plan that's going to work. We've heard from a number of people saying that uh, this isn't really going to address the problem. But uh, let's get into that a little further uh, with Mike Parker, who is... Uh, the president of the Health Sciences Association of Alberta and uh, an advanced care paramedic. He joins us now to talk about this announcement from the province yesterday. Uh, Good morning, Mike. Thanks for joining us. Good morning, Shay. Thanks for having me. So let's just uh, get your take. Uh, The announcement from the province yesterday meant to streamline operations and keep ambulances on the road longer. Do you think it's going to be effective? This is is an interesting conversation, Shay, that we've We've been doing this program for over 10 years in Alberta anyway, so I, I find it very interesting that, that it becomes a ministerial announcement from the, from the health minister. Shay, before we delve truly into this, I want to paint a bit of a picture of what it looks like in Alberta, if I could, and explain to all of our listeners what it looks like out there when a Westlock or a Mournville ambulance is responding to a call in Edmonton, or Okotoks ambulance paramedics are responding to city of Calgary. When the employers or AHS says there's always a unit coming, it's true, but they might be coming from 100 kilometers away. So that's kind of the scenario of where we look today. And I was hoping for an announcement that would say something about addressing the issues of the resource levels in this province. But instead, we're rehashing something that we already do. We've been doing for 10 years. So to think that uh, palliative uh, is a solution, well, palliative transport doesn't just happen. It requires a lot of uh, consultation, resources, a bed availability, and in this case, they're touting it as, we're going to help uh, Albertans, we're going we're to get those ambulances cleared up. Like I said, we already do this now, and this doesn't change a single thing for the resource levels and crisis that our members are facing every single day in this province. Okay, hang on, I need some clarity around this. Because, like you say, this was um, billed as a change in the way that we do things, with 10 um, facilities being brought on now with more to be added in the future how many i mean were those facilities already being used this way for the past 10 years or is this an addition i mean tell me exactly what you say what you mean when you say we've already been doing this for 10 years in the cities of edmonton and calgary some of the facilities that have been highlighted are already used for exactly what is being touted as a solution so maybe they've added a few uh, outside and, and including in the, the announcement centers? 
in smaller centers, including the Medicine Hat, one that was featured. I want to be clear with you, Shay, and to all the listeners, there is no uh, critical issue with resources being backed up in hospitals at Medicine Hat. The critical issue is the Medicine Hat paramedics being trapped in Calgary doing calls and not back in their own communities. That's because the cities of Calgary and Edmonton are so under-resourced, underfunded, that they can't keep up. So they're dragging in the rural communities from all over the province to try and resource the inner cities of Edmonton and Calgary. So there is the issue that we should have been talking about yesterday. That's what I was hoping from the Minister of Health. And it seems that he is being misled by the Chief Paramedic Sandback in saying this is going to fix some things. And then when questioned on it, Sandback had no idea how this was going to help. Sandback was questioned on how many of our members are involved in a medical leave or a psychological injury. Had no idea. Well, that tells me exactly where he is as far as leadership goes within the EMS community. No wonder our members are screaming so loud about a failed system. Well, I, I, I know in covering this story over the years, the fact of, you know, and we've all seen it. If you've been to an emergency department, you've seen uh, EMTs sitting around and waiting and waiting and waiting for the patient to be admitted. That has constantly been a cry that I've heard from EMS operators and EMTs saying, this is a massive problem. We're wasting countless hours every day. So I think, I mean, this will help at least in some regard with that, will it not? When you're talking about such a very small demographic of people that are being transported to a palliative care center. I'm talking about ERs. Well, yeah. So, so that person maybe now goes to a palliative care, which they've already been doing. Uh, the impact, I wouldn't be taking a person that needs to be booked into a palliative care center to the ER anyway. Right, yeah. So but They also so mentioned urgent care centers and things like that. Yeah, and, and we'll see, because if they don't accept, then we can't transport it. You know, this, the, the system requires resources, Shay. This is the thing, is that since 2009, there's been a steady decline in resources and a continuous increase in call volume, and this, the crisis is, is ahead. When I tell you that there are 400 unfilled shifts in the city of Calgary for the month of July, I'm not, this is real. This is a screenshot that I received yesterday from a member saying there are over 400 available shifts this month, in Calgary alone, and that's an unfilled ambulance. They don't have the staff. They have run these folks into the ground, and this announcement does nothing to support what is truly happening out there. Okay. I fear that the minister's been bamboozled by this one. It seems to me like we might have two different situations going on here. We, When we talk about Edmonton and Calgary... Um, based on what you're telling me, it seems like it's an entirely different situation in smaller centers and in rural areas. So this announcement, you know, we're talking about places like uh, Medicine Hat, Bashaw, Sylvan Lake, Lacrete, McGrath, uh, Slave Lake. We're talking about smaller centers here. So um, let's focus on that for now. Sure. Will this benefit them specifically? I realize Edmonton and Calgary may be extraordinary circumstances, but for these smaller centers where this change is being implemented, um, do you see a benefit there? Shay, I want to be clear that the transport criteria for urgent care, as as you highlighted a second ago, are already in place. When you look at a smaller community uh, that does at least have a resource in that city or town, if the ambulance is actually there, Transporting them over to a community health center or to the respite home that, that might be available mm-hmm. is something they do already. Okay. Like this is not this is not reinvention. This is not a brand new concept. If the if the chief paramedic came forward and said we have something that is cutting edge and groundbreaking that we're going to try to cut our wait times in hospitals and get our resources back on the street where they belong to protect Albertans, I'm all ears. I'm happy to hear it. 
but regurgitating old news, stuff that we already do and have been doing for over 10 years, it's not helping. Shay, when I say that, that, that people aren't able to make it to work anymore because of forced overtime, their expected shift is a 12-hour shift. And suddenly they find themselves at hour 13 and hour 14, and they are nowhere near their station to get off duty and being reassigned critical events because we just don't have the resources to respond. And that's province-wide. That's not just in the big centres. It's right across Alberta. We're short EMTs. It, it is across the province. And, and this, again, follow the, follow the path here of the Medicine Hat or the uh, Westlock ambulance being drugged into Edmonton. Now there's nobody in Westlock. Yeah. These folks are off shift at whatever. They've done their 12 hours of service to their community. They find themselves in downtown Edmonton at the 12th hour and the closest truck to a critical event. So they're going to be assigned to it until they can find additional resources. This, this is what it looks like for these folks. Uh, Mike, as, as you know, uh, whenever we have a discussion like this with somebody in your position, I hear from listeners, uh, just to give you an example, you know, a union guy yep. asking for more funding. How original? I mean, yep. um, I'm interested to know, you said, bring us an idea that um, would work. Is it simply you want more members and you want more funding? What else could be done to make this better aside from just spending just- more money? Just throwing more money at it, right? Well, let's look at it here. We haven't spent more money on this system in in 10 years. When AHS first took over, we reduced the number of available ambulances in the city of Edmonton and region by cutting the fire services available ambulances. So there were less trucks in the transition. And from that data now, we have never, never invested appropriately to maintain for call volume or for population growth in this province. So if there was a solution... I would figure that after 10 years of trying in-hospital <laughs> offloads, um, putting additional single paramedic units on the street in Edmonton because we don't have anybody anymore, you would have found a solution there. But what you failed to do was to continue repairing your house over this 10-year term. And, well, at some point, the windows need to be replaced, Jay. That's where we're at. Is it the fact we can't get EMTs, or do we have EMTs that want to work but can't get hired on? Well, you got you're talking about four hundred open shifts. I mean, are we short EMTs in Alberta? <laughs> there aren't paramedics anymore, Shay. Like the, this industry uh, has always had a, a high turnover rate because it's a it's a high, high risk, high stress job, and it burns people. They haven't been refilling. And they've been using uh, casual workers, which doesn't help anybody. Uh, Casual uh, workers are available when casual workers want to work. Not scheduled work. And this is what you're you're seeing now, is that why would I want to come to work when there's 400 available shifts as a casual employee? Darren Sandback says, oh, I'm going to just, I'm going to find a solution. I'll hire some more. Well, here's the reality. It takes over three years to make a paramedic to school and then a few more months to onboard them. So, failure of the organization by not hiring over the years, not investing in the front lines of healthcare, and here we are, 400 shifts in just the city of Calgary alone. That's a huge number. Mike, thanks well, so much and, for your time today. And, and apparently we're going to run a stampede uh, as well. So, uh, And I just want to clarify one last point. There is no, Shay, as we work through these stories, there is no uh, EMTs anymore within the industry. They are all called paramedics all called on the paramedics. front line. Got you, right. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. All right. Thanks so much, Mike. Appreciate it. Take care. Thanks, Shay. You bet. That Bye. is Mike Parker, who is president of the Health Sciences Association of Alberta and an advanced care paramedic.